2: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 742. Let's go to the Nerdist Community corkboard. Another unnamed listener. You guys should write in your name so we can thank you properly. Anyway, this listener wrote in, My daughter and her partner launched a podcast production company based in the Washington, D.C. area called Goat Rodeo. They currently have two podcasts, Revivalism and The Goat Rodeo, and you can find them at GoatRodeoDC.com. Also, Ellen Sanders, thank you for including your name, writes, I've worked as a speech pathologist with geriatrics for over 25 years and as a leatherwork artisan for the last five. I listen while I do leatherwork and crack up all the time of attempting to make the transition to full-time leather artisan. So I recently opened my own standalone online store called worldofleathercraft.com. Well played. Uh, I make custom handmade wallets and other stuff with hand-carved art like Darth Vader, Yoda, Wonder Woman. Anything else a fellow geek sends me a picture of. So there you go, uh, worldofleathercraft.com. This episode of the Nerds Podcast is Adam Goldberg, not the actor Adam Goldberg, Adam F. Goldberg, creator and showrunner of The Goldbergs, a fucking fantastic uh, comedy show on network television, ABC, Wednesday nights, eight thirty, and uh, we just could not have hit it off any better with Adam Goldberg. All, this Adam Goldberg, all of our all of our references are in the same bin. And I told him afterwards, like, you got to talk to Chris Jericho because Jericho is right on top. We are all, our pop culture references are all like right smack dab uh, in, in one gray shaded area. So uh, Adam Goldberg, again, The Goldbergs, Wednesdays at 8.30 uh, p.m. on ABC. Here's Nerds Podcast number 742 with a very funny Adam Goldberg, not the actor Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg, the writer and showrunner creator of The Goldbergs. Katie, roll the Goldberg.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com I have that same uh, one-up shirt, I mean a sweatshirt Uh, by the way. Like, I bet you have the Darth Vader polo,
1: too. The Vader polo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you fucking don't have, dork. Don't have, the, don't have the Vader polo. Yeah. The, like, um, where did I get the Vader polo? Um, my wife hates it so much. Because she was like, oh, that's an... Oh, no. It's <laughs> a <laughs> really nice shirt? Okay. Mm. It's <laughs>
2: still a nice shirt. It just <laughs> yeah. happens to have she's... Darth Vader instead of a polo player. Like, what's the <laughs> fucking problem?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no. my one, I have one that has an ad on it. And she's like, no, nope, it's too much.
2: Just, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it it looks like uh it looks like a, looks like a fa- an angular horse <laughs> There
1: you go. from if you're exactly. far enough
2: back. Yeah, I love like that the one up sweatshirt that, yeah. that you're wearing right now. I, I I wore that thing into the ground. Yeah, it's very comfortable. I, I Bought like five of them. Oh, you I, did. When I noticed that's were, smart. Yeah, that is yeah. smart. It's my
1: favorite thing ever. I love
2: it. I, love I think them. I got mine on Think Geek. I think yeah. I got it on ThinkGeek. They Geek.
1: made it for a, a, a horror movie called Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was doing Revenge of the Nerds, and they had a box of them. So I'm like, Can I just take
2: five of these? Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh. but
0: we'll invoice you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got out of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so how how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Oh, we started. Yeah, yeah we. I didn't even realize. I it's know the like magic wreck. of Nerdist. It's like Okay, just sure, everyone else Own it? Like the mic. S- Let's give you some slack. slack I didn't realize.
0: I You like can like cup it from
2: the underside hand. if you want. You can, you I can feel cradle like
0: it. Katie's very stingy <laughs> with the slack,
1: always. <laughs> I'm yeah. to
2: discourage you from
0: doing
1: it. <laughs> 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 now it comes out. This feels good. This feels good. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for being here, Mr. Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys knee-deep in getting the season going? We are. We um, we just started last week. We shot our risky business Opening episode <laughs> mm-hmm. crashed a Porsche, mm-hmm. um, made Sony upset because it's expensive. <laughs> but, uh... Uh, and unreasonable, but um, we're still shooting it this week. We have we had three scenes left we didn't get to, so we'll just spread them out over the. You next You couldn't
0: couple. get a like an eighty seven Porsche from a writer who got one gig and bought it immediately. You know, it's and funny. nothing else
1: happened. The thing, the Porsche we got, I think, cost like three grand, and all the writers were like, "I want to buy it," <laughs> and then it broke down the minute it arrived on set, and then the writers were like, "We're not going to buy it." <laughs> no, you committed. It's, it's an oral contract. It's, it's done.
2: You know, I actually now that I'm thinking about it, we've had two people on the podcast from Risky Business, Curtis Armstrong and Tom Cruise... No Rebecca De Mornay yet, though. Okay, let's hey, make that fingers happen. Fingers crossed it can happen. Can you pretend to be Rebecca De Mornay? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean now. I
0: mean, can you come over later?
1: <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, to I be I can your my wife she, called
0: yeah. ahead and told us about your impeccable De Mornay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I, can, I, I can booked a train. A train. <laughs> Great. Ah, Great. Anyone
0: remember?
2: Anyone? I remember.
1: There was more to the movie than just the
2: socks and the underwear scene. That a- was...
1: ABC would not let us do the train suit. Ah, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> what
2: is television coming to if on... <laughs> If on ABC network, you can't fuck it, a person. It on a was train.
1: interesting watching the movie again because it had been about it had been a long time since I'd seen it, and it is a great drama. Like I, I remembered it just watching it as a kid and as a teenager, and even in college and it really that movie is it's a well, it's just a well made movie with and really well put together and it's like really heavy i didn't realize that it's stressful too yeah it's a stress that's a it's a stressful it's movie it's a stressful
2: movie just because of what he starts to get into yeah.
1: and then the parents are coming home for sure. and you know for sure for sure i didn't realize it was so heavy on prostitution yeah. when i was a child by the well, way
0: all stress from 80s movies is the parents are coming the home the parents that are coming true. home yeah
2: but you know the the let's create a makeshift uh, uh, whorehouse was mm-hmm. kind of the that was a, a running thing in the there was best little Whorehouse. well actually uh, night shift sure uh, was uh, we're gonna create yep. we're gonna uh, put out of a morgue right then uh, high school students uh, house yep. Yeah, uh, those are the only two I can think of. But what a trend! Yes, it was a <laughs> short-lived had trend. There had to be other enough ones. Enough
0: 2 constitute a trend? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
1: two. Two is a two is enough. Sure, because that's a weird premise. It's like meatballs words- two. No no, <laughs> no, no, not meatballs no, two. No, not meatballs two. I remember that in an alien. During the E.T. trend. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh... ET two
1: uh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. was all about...
0: Et2E2 uh, uh, was all... Was... And Mac and Me. That's <laughs> a
1: trend. <laughs> we need to have those puppet aliens
0: are you coming going back. To, are you going to the Et2E2 con this year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: going to Et2E2 this year just to, just to see what the new... Uh, what the new fake alien uh, prostitute movies are. Right. Doesn't you really – I think it would be fun to do Risky Business but like on a space station. Like no yeah, one has no sure. done that yet. <laughs> Just
0: go pitch it. I'm sure someone will give you the money. <laughs> it's true. Just say those words. Risky it's Business risky. on a – Risky the,
1: Business means alien. A, no, as say an, on a space station. As a joke, um, I became friendly with the guy that played Wyatt. Not Anthony McAhal, the other guy in um, – Ilya Mitchell-Smith. Yes, yes. In, Good uh, pull, Hardwick. It's a great pull. Um, And uh, so as a joke, I started pitching him uh, Weird Science 2 on Twitter. And then my agent got a call. Like, is that a, is that serious? Does he have? Does he really have a pitch? Because we'll hear it. We'll do it. Really? So it's, that is how it happens. Believe wow. it or not, it just. Fe- I do have a pitch on it, but it wasn't like a thing, <laughs> and uh, it was kind I of a joke. Well, since you're asking, I do have a pitch. On <laughs> it. Do you really have a? You really had a pitch on it? I did have a pitch on it. Was yeah. it to
2: use Gary and Wyatt as ups or was yes. it? To, okay. It was
1: that they have teenage daughters yep. who are who are geeks. And uh, they're both grown adults, and they uh, they're kind of out of the picture. And it's really about these girls who build like the dream guy, and it's the same movie plays out again. Great, yeah. Oh, why, why not? Mm, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, that's it. Done. Let's well, let's write it right now. Let's Does be Kelly productive. Does the Brock have a son
2: that she can make that guy? That would be maybe? amazing. I mean, it's just a, just as a subtle. I, and by the way, you totally get Bill Paxton back. You totally for get sure. Bill Paxton back. for sure. One oh, of the best characters. He shows ever.
0: up regardless. <laughs> he's, he's just going to be there.
2: Well, at that panel a few years ago, at the Edge of Tomorrow panel that Tom Cruise was on at Comic-Con, Bill Paxton was in the audience, and we brought him up on stage, and Tom Cruise made Bill Paxton do chet lines it's so great. on stage. It's so great. And, and
0: by the way, why would he be just sitting in the audience? Why wouldn't they allow him a spot on that panel? He's in the movie quite a bit. I don't know. Actually, that's so
2: weird. I know
0: it's weird. I think
2: that was part of the, like, what are you doing out there? You know, you are in this.
1: I love Get that. Up, like Here. repeatedly in this movie, I love it. Of all the movies he's done, that's the one. That that an Aliens, Ga- nothing beats Game Over, man. Uh, my, yeah. Game
2: my... Over, yeah. man. It's the best. Ah, uh, he's he's been in so many movies. Yeah. That... When we,
1: uh, when I was in college, he did this uh, directed movie called I think it was called Traveler about gypsies. And he came and talked in front of the NYU students and all the kids did – during question and answer, it was like, say game over, man. <laughs> uh, say a chet line. <laughs> uh, and that's or all. And he was, no, he was a great sport about it. All he did was. He was. Like, <laughs> He's awesome. Why isn't he on this podcast? We
0: should have him come on. <laughs> do, I don't know. We got to get DeMorne on. DeMornay. Uh, well, first and, of all, we've got to talk to, to, to yeah. Adam. Adam could come back for the Paxton episode. <laughs> Adam Adam's, Adam's pitching back for all this. I will
1: come back for Paxton anytime. I
0: will. <laughs> um,
2: it, what's an example of a movie that you totally got burned <laughs> my other by? other favorite con, Paxton when East. you, when you Paxton East, when you uh, Paxton Prime, you do Paxton Prime. <laughs> when you maybe showed your significant another or a friend or a child, like, oh, this movie is amazing, and then you watch it again,
1: and you're like, oh. and there's a bunch. Uh, one was <laughs> starting to show my chil- my seven year old cloak and dagger. Yeah, Um, which uh like had so much violence it terrified him, I had to turn it off. I'm
2: surprised kids love Dabney Coleman. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I know. I would love I it kind of interests me, like all those kids' movies had toys. Was there gonna be a Dabney Coleman toy? Was it what do you think they were gonna do that? That would have been. Maybe amazing. from Hot uh, to Trot. Yeah. Exactly. Or the it's Short Time
2: toy. Lego playset. Yeah Short Time? Huh? No, I don't remember Short Time. You don't time. remember Short Time? No.
1: Oh, it's great. It's What's a great the- movie. So basically the concept is he's A cop who's going to retire, and he finds out he has cancer, and his uh, his, insurance—he has to get killed in the line of duty. Yeah. In order to collect an insurance policy, to or take care of his family, get, so he's trying. It's him for the day, just trying to get killed. So as So he a cop.
2: basically becomes this super cop because he's doing uh, all this crazy shit, guys. Yeah,
0: this is a great pitch. Make it.
1: That by the it's way, all he got made. What we should? That's a remake. <laughs> that's a, ever is a remake, remake and a half. And that's the you're the only person who's who's ever known that movie. I've brought it up a bunch. It's you a get,
2: fantastic movie, guys.
1: We get Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
2: <laughs> no, no, you, he's got to be the partner. You expect Dwayne the Rock Johnson to be the yeah. super Dwayne. It, 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 if you're talking about the story structure of this type of movie, Dwayne has to be the guy that everyone loves. Dabney Coleman's character is the schlubby guy that no one pays attention to. And then you find out at the end. Now we're just pitching the other guys. You find at the that, end that Dwayne, that, that, that character, is actually kind of a wuss. Yep, yep. You know, mm-hmm.
1: and that this other mm-hmm.
2: schlubby character is actually the dude.
1: And then one other movie is Flight of the Navigator. That one does, Flight of the Navigator, does not hold it up. It doesn't hold sure. up
0: well because they –
1: you've seen Flight of the Navigator?
0: Yeah, and I would see the ship every time I'd take the backlot tour at yep. Disney MGM
1: Studios. They, I I didn't realize that Pee Wee Herman – Yeah, was it was Paul that, Rubens. And so he yeah. was doing an
2: approxim. he was doing Pee Wee without saying it was Pee Wee. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it felt and it weird. Played, it felt really, it felt really weird. Really weird. Was it before
1: Pee-wee? Do you think?
2: No, it was around the same around time. The same and Pee-wee, time. Pee-wee started in the late seventies. Right. Okay, uh, uh,
1: and so uh, early. So those two, maybe Explorers as well. I have showed some. Oh people. sure, Explorers. I brought a bunch of friends who had never seen Tron to the to when they had the anniversary, and everyone just afterwards made fun of Tron, and I sat there in shame. No, they do not understand. Bunch.
2: They do not understand. <laughs> like they didn't. But you have to explain to people. Like you understand all the CG. They didn't have programs. They had to basically. basically, They they had to plot points in a. They had to build it
0: all. I know what's interesting, speaking of not having CG in the Tron like design, if you watch Escape from New York, they do like a computer model of New York, but what they did was just painted a model of New York black and then put neon paint stripes on everything. And that's how they made the computer of New York. Well, they
2: basically, in Tron, they basically did like photo negatives and then they painted. In the, like, the red and the blue.
1: Every, I went with a bunch of writers who just cared about the story, and they're like, it, there was, like, the set pieces had, didn't advance any action whatsoever. It was just like, let's stop to just uh, throw some diss at each other. There's not even, like, a bad guy, really, that's, it's just yeah. all kind of. Uh,
2: the MCP is the Sure, the master guy. control
1: program. I tried to explain it to them. They didn't get
2: it. <laughs> I hope you fired all of these idiots. <laughs> Because that is a good movie. Actually, I do think Tron is sort of a tough sell. I, I it's kind a of tough wonder sell. if you love Tron. I do, No, it's a tough sell if you if you didn't see it when it came uh, out. I totally
1: agree. Uh, if I you totally saw it when
2: it came out, it was
1: life-changing. It was, it, it was life-changing. I I collect Tron stuff. I um, With the re-release of the movie, I had a, a show called Breaking In at that time. And I would leave. This was where my priorities were. I would leave because the the Tron 2 was coming out. I would wait in line at this pop-up store in Culver City because they were going to release a pair of Prototype Tron sneakers, mm-hmm. which I ended up getting. Oh so sure. the, the, you got the Velcro
2: on. Yeah, it? the Velcro
1: yeah. and they light up. Yeah. So I, I wait. I basically, my, my, I hope Sony's listening. I might have shut down a show to get a pair of sneakers. <laughs> so, uh, but they light up and they say Tron on. Wait, them. first this, then the Porsche. <laughs> God, you're just no. you're just wasting. Well, this is what happens when they give you know people like me TV shows. It's you know the priorities are a little, a little like I I, I um. In that same show, I uh, I hired Roddy Roddy uh, Piper, Ro- Roddy Rowdy, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper, Piper uh, so he could sign my They Live poster, oh. uh, which he signed, Keep Chewing That Bubblegum, oh. which is just oh. so good. That's the best. so wonderful. So nice. Um, and he was great. I bought the Nike, um, the Air Max, the, Mags, the, Back yeah. to the, Ma- the Back to the Future 2 sneaks and did an episode about them so i could uh charge the show naturally beautiful so that's that's what that's, i'm going to say you're you doing it, it right I you am. are doing it 100% right and then i did a show about the 80s to get all the toys i ever wanted you for know, adam's room
2: i feel like most people you're living I, my dream right living now living the dream how lucky are these people how how lucky is the network i mean you know what 20 years ago maybe 25 years ago you would have had your face buried in a pile of coke mm-hmm. sure yeah if you were a sitcom star back then, but now,
1: now you just want toys. I want toys, uh, and and maybe if anything, some new Coke. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. because it's an '80s show. You mean so, the
0: collectible can of New Coke? the collectible
1: can of new of new Coke?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys buy into the theory that they did that on purpose no. to change the formula
1: of no. Coke? In fact, the formula they say was better, and it was just all a uh, it was it, they were competing with the Pepsi Challenge, mm-hmm. and it tasted mm-hmm. like yeah. Pepsi, and it yeah, it tasted like Pepsi. So they were. You know, it was just we we've talked about doing an episode, but it's a hard sell to coke. Like we want to do a, a story about your biggest disaster. <laughs> that's a
2: hard that's Bad a hard idea, sell. James. Yeah,
1: I know. So <laughs> I think it sounds great.
2: <laughs> we'll do it as
1: a webisode. Yeah, exactly. You, know, like you guys always do a want content. Let's then, do a little webisode. Then I, I don't have to get anyone's permission, I suppose, for webisodes. <laughs> so this is good. We'll do this. I I think that it, it's
2: wonderful that you're uh keeping all this stuff alive. I, I, I um I have, I have been burned several times in relationships where I – although my previous uh, – my ex-ex-girlfriend, Janet, one of the things that we came together over is that we both collected Tron toys. Yeah. And I had never met a sure. I'd never met a lady who collected Tron toys before Janet, and so it was like a <gasps> I get it. Nor I will get you it. again. Nope. No. No. <laughs> she was, had it. the recognizer like on sure. our, the first time we went out. She brought out. She set this recognizer toy like out on the on the table as a sort of like a. Here, look. What That's I'm amazing. On. I
1: yeah. uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've been with my wife since I was 16, and I think it, I I don't think. Man, we we uh, we're in that thing where it's like my our taste in movies is so different at this point because she wants to feel emotion and I just want to let go sure. and you know and I don't know she must I, have loved risky. Business. I, I I took a test of like have you seen the these worst movies ever and I'd seen almost every single one. So as I think as I get older, if you look at my Netflix queue, it's like Wrong Turn Part Four <laughs> and I don't know something about it, my taste in movies has just gotten worse and worse. Uh, and uh, she's classy now She loves like You know Anything with people With English accents Oh yeah, yeah. So it's It's I, a ruse I, I would love I would love for her to come And bring a recognizer Or a <laughs> even, even a disc of Tron Just a basic disc
2: disc of Tron One disc of Tron How disappointed were you By Tron Legacy?
1: I had su- I don't think I've ever parent had parent company. I don't think I've ever had such high hopes for a movie that met movie. every
2: expectation.
1: And um, <laughs> look, I loved that they put Tron back out there. I'm always like I'm, I'm I. I thought they didn't nail a good story, but hopefully they'll do another one and, and get it right. I thought it no, looked great. They, they pulled the plug. It's good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. <laughs> Good to hear. Would Maybe you, I should tweet. I have an idea for should, Tron Three and Disney. Why do you
2: guys get sucked into
1: a computer? Yeah, on your show. Yeah, that's what I would. I like to keep things grounded, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just an Apple Two like, Plus. They go right in. I think every,
2: <laughs> a, like every generation, uh, could like their what they get sucked into is a different version sure. of. I, it's
1: funny. I actually briefly pitched Tron 2 before it was even a thing just because I love Tron so much. And, um, and what I realized in pitching it, it's a, it's a really hard job. So I think when I watched it, I didn't fault anybody. It's a hard – I mean I, I didn't come up with the idea that basically dad was still in there and son has to go rescue him. I mm-hmm. thought that was a great idea. Yeah. I didn't think of that. So I thought it had some great stuff. It just – to me like when they're building an army – I was like, for what? They're in a computer, right? Are, is the army going to come into our world and then they get shot? I, I just didn't like stuff like that. I didn't understand about the movie, but I thought it had some great stuff in it, actually. So
2: um, that's my answer. Yeah, my I mean, answer. I think you know the in the original one, it sort of made sense because. It was this kind of philosophical idea of like we're relinquishing too much control to these yeah. machines, and they're becoming smarter, and right. you know, and it is – and it is and Master Control Broker basically is artificial. He does become artificially yes. intelligent, and so, um, uh, so
1: it, back then it was really cool. Yeah. Now I think that story, I'm like, eh, I don't right. know. I think my pitch had to do with basically um, they went into a new computer mm-hmm. and had to basically somehow tap into it into, into the old IBM. And so like they needed cr- to get a USB adapter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it was like port. all about crossing into the old world and kind of mixing like the new technology with the old technology. I don't know. I don't remember. It was 10 years ago. But you still. You
2: know, I think in this age of reboots where they pretend like movies didn't happen a couple yeah. years ago, I think you could, <laughs> for you sure.
1: could reboot Don reboot 2. Maybe. I, d- I actually do that a lot. One of my favorite things is to take movies that I love that I grew up with and think of sequels and then try and make it happen like uh, Mighty Ducks 4. Is one. I'm, yep. listening. Um, I'm listening. i uh, I came up with a whole – it's like a 20-page treatment and I've pitched it. Do you have a it. Goldberg jersey? I, I, well, that was – the movie meant a lot to me because the, the goalie on it was sure. named Goldberg and he wore a Flyers jersey. And we were, that was like – I was from Philly. so And it spoke to me and my brother Barry and we watched it. And when we would play hockey together, we would pretend we were the Mighty Ducks or whatever. So it meant – the movie meant something. And I go in and it's basically one of those things where like no one – Uh, Disney called at one point when the Goldbergs just happened and they were like, if Adam wants to do a movie, we're in. And then my agent was like, "He has Mighty Ducks 4. They're like, "We're out." <laughs> no. So, uh, so it was like anything but Mighty Ducks four. Uh, but I have a whole pitch. Another one is the Gobots movie. Um, oh, oh, the uh, Gobots. Yeah, about, they were so gummy. Yeah, they were so. I, I believe I'm the only one that um, is. I'm a. I have the whole collection, all uh, encased in individual uh, cubes. like cubes. Yeah. God, in you know, my I, I was,
2: I couldn't the Gobots really bothered me i was i was a transformers sure. guy because i feel like it, the, the the GoBots it was almost like is there are their bodies liquid metal like they were so <laughs> yeah they fluid was, like it yeah. was
1: like fluid and even as a kid that really bothered me the, the thing i loved about Gobots in my family it was never about quality so tran- <laughs> transformers were quality sure. like the, the story was quality um the 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 robots were complex uh, the Gobots were from gobatron mm-hmm. and uh, they basically um you know, okay, so I, we imagine them like sitting around the table. So if wasn't
0: running the it, Russia. It, it, like, it, and
1: the whole thing is, it's so comedic. It's like all these guys sitting around, okay, transform. They, they, we're actually first, but I like to imagine that Transformers is out and they're like, we gotta, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta compete. So, all right, we have a tank. It's a robot. It, it, it folds into a tank. Like you said, it literally folds. Yeah. That's, that's how it transforms. You fold it in half. What's its name? And then someone goes, tank. <laughs> Great. Next, and that's like they're all like like the <laughs> copter, just, the helicopter is named copter. Here's like. what I
0: imagine: they're sitting around a, a boardroom and they had flashcards drawn up of each of the characters, yeah. and they would just put it up, and they go tank, tank. Great, Next. Great. <laughs> Bulldozer, dozer. <laughs> uh,
1: and you know, and then there was a guy who wanted to take over Earth, but you didn't really know why, and they they didn't explain anything. So um, I, about maybe like eight years ago, approached Hasbro about doing a GoBots comedy and for the for the last 8 years have been developing this pitch but the the property is so confused because no one really wants I, we they can't figure out almost who owns it cuz it's so weird yeah it's so weird so it's like is it bandai is it uh so they're always running into legal problems and it can never really happen cuz no one really knows who 100% owns this thing
2: that's crazy yeah. Yeah. So, it's almost like Tetris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we yeah. don't know. No one really owns it. It's
1: a puzzle game, sort I guess. Rush, I think Russia owns it.
2: I think no. Well, technically, Gorbachev, I think that's maybe it? I think, owns I think it? technically that's true. Yeah. That's Globetron. True. Globetron, Globetron, Globetron. 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 Yeah, that's so. It's such a bummer that uh, it's such a bummer that those ty- types of weird. I don't think people realize. I think people just assume well we have access to anything. you can yeah. track someone down, but there are a handful there are things that just like fell into a weird crack totally that no one has thought about for a long time, and they're almost untraceable yeah. i mean like you you'd really have to hire. A, 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 a CIA agency sure. to sit down and track all the thing yes. and like
1: find the guy. There's a Absolutely. guy somewhere that could just go, yeah. Absolutely. They um we have a hard time on the show. You know, any toy, any movie TV show, we have to get permission. And it's impossible. It's the it's the the I think the coolest and worst part of my job is I'm I'm writing letters every day to like the weirdest things. Like I wanted to show um at one point, there was like a really obscure 80s thing called Food Fighters. And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if they were like oh, in the yeah, background. The little, yeah, the little French fries. Yeah, like
0: French fries, yeah, like French fries yeah. and
1: uh, like that were shaped as they were kind of good guys and bad yeah. guys. And so they're like, you got to write a letter. So I'm like, dear st- owner of Food Fighters, this toy to find my childhood. And then at the end of the at, at, they're like, yeah, we don't know who owns it. It was some <laughs> guy. Like, I'm just a guy, I'm a lawyer. Who kind of handles the thing? So yeah, if they fall into these weird, obscure, I
2: bet it it just—I bet it just like was part of an estate that got willed to someone that no one know, or it got just like bought, like corporate uh, acquisition, and it's just in a weird. But you know, instead of trying to pursue GoBots, why don't you just make your like? I'm just going to pitch two names at you. Sure. Either GoldBots. Sure, or, yeah. or Gobergs.
1: Goldberg. Go, Gobergs. Gobergs. Gobergs, yeah, Gobergs. For sure. Gobergs.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I think you could just make it yourself. <laughs> Every,
0: everything transforms into a Jewish guy. If. <laughs> sure. if, if They 50 all have Shades, bad stomachs. If, if Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> they're all just 50, trying to get lactate. Sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> if Fifty Shades Some of Bino. Grey can
2: be uh, Twilight fan fiction and, that, yeah. and everyone knows that. And that's okay. Why couldn't. Like the why couldn't Goldberg's just be robot version that was that was appropriated from Uh a Gobot storyline?
1: No, absolutely. That's um, you know, there's the the mother Goldberg, the the mother Gobot, Goldbot, who, um, you know, maybe the the son's going to college and she stays in his dorm room because she doesn't want (laughs) to separate. She From kid. Him. She's always, She always <laughs> recognized. I know you just changed into a
2: machine. I can I know that you're not the
1: uh, Yeah. But I... no, it's it's like the letters is exhausting, but cool. I've I've gotten in touch with some really cool people that like I worshipped as a kid through the show. That's been really cool. Like I'm trying to think. Um I think the one of the coolest things that's happened. I, I've never told the story, but um, we were doing like a WWF episode, um, the first season, and that was huge for me and my brother. I have so much video of us like wrestling, and I was always Ultimate Warrior. He was Hulk Hogan, and you know, he's seven years older than me, Barry. So he would just destroy me, and I was just thrilled because my brother's paying attention to me. <laughs> so I'm like, "Yeah, suplex me, do whatever you want." And um, the old sorry, Ultimate... your brother turned out to be racist, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I picked. The good one. So then um, – so the, the Ultimate Warrior passed away two years ago and I, it, I just so happened uh, to have shot my WWF episode. So I called my producer and I'm like, I think every episode I dedicate it to my brother and I show my, my home footage. What if we just dedicated this one to Ultimate Warrior because that was like my guy growing up. And uh, so we contacted the WWF. They're like, we own every bit of likeness. no. Uh, so that was done, and I went on Twitter, and I'm like, "Does anyone know? Like, have does anyone have a picture of the Ultimate Warrior or anything?" And through Twitter and and fans, I got a call. I got a call. They're like, uh, "Mrs. Warriors on the phone for oh. you." And I was Mrs. like, "What?" <laughs> and so I I pick up the phone, and she and this is like only a couple weeks after he had passed away, maybe two weeks, and she's like, "You don't understand. This is the weirdest thing. Like, you're in our house. Your show." Is like our show. I we watch it with the kids. My husband oh would like sit in the in the den, and we'd hear his bellowing laugh. And he always would say, uh, um, "I put too much confidence in a fart because that's what Adam said at one point <laughs> And they had to bury his underwear in the yard. And uh, like, y- y- like the fact that this was your guy growing up, and he just left us. This is like. It's like him reaching out saying everything's gonna be okay. Oh it shit It was so cool. So we um I had uh his his wife and the kids to the set and uh we put them on the show and it was just really cool because like it was so cool that he you know, I grew up on this guy, and then it, like my show meant something to his family, and it was just it was that was a really cool moment.
2: Yeah, you. It's the, there was almost rad. like a it was almost like a reflective influence. He influenced you, and yeah. then you later yeah. on he was almost like he was getting that influence back through you. Ah,
1: yeah. oh, that's so amazing. It was really cool. So Aww. that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Joe yeah. Bob Briggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What happened to Joe Bob Briggs? I, don't know.
1: I um. I loved Joe Bob Briggs. It would I, I think. I'm trying to think. I wonder from time to time what happened to some of those guys. Like, what's Junkyard Dog doing right now? Like, oh, he's is dead. He? Is he? Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess decomposing you would you be doing? the you Georgie Animal Steel? What's he? He a professor? George I imagine Steel, being a professor. I believe is
0: dead as well. <sighs> well, <laughs> you, you'd be man. hard
1: pressed to name a wrestler
0: who isn't dead from the from the uh, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's Texas Tornado dead. British Bulldog dead. Really? Wow. Jake the Snake somehow still with us yeah well <laughs> keep going Jake I wonder if the snake's
1: still around oh Damien right the, yeah, yeah they they live, the python yeah, you know your stuff that's good <laughs> he knows, knows the name of the snake they live, they live a long time I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> I think Matt Same. just got a writing job on your show is what happened hey guys I have this new guy here he knows the name of the snake do any of you know it's the Damien guys I'm
0: available I'm already in the
2: guild it's fine oh look at look at teacher's new helper like everyone just fucking Hates you because you, <laughs> yeah. You just keep reminding Adam in the room, "Hey, Damien, there were There's some good times." So there. many
1: times in the room, I have one guy, Andy Secunda, who. Oh yes, is, of course. Yeah, he said he wants. To, he said, "Say he he's a to brilliant improviser. He's the best." And he's like, he and I are the only ones who really will get deep into it, and everyone else like rolls their eyes <laughs> at our like that would be something like that we do in the room, like get really specific into some '80s geekery and and. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I tend. I like hiring people that don't. I don't know stuff about like ma- major thing like sports. I know nothing. I got so, you covered. What do you want to know? Yeah, yeah. that
2: that's where Matt's kind of weird is yeah. that he knows he he has very deep trenches of knowledge about some things that seem obvious and other things don't don't seem obvious. Knows a ton about baseball. Right. Knows a ton about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Knows everything about Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Also, uh, can tell you everything about Frasier and Cheers. Sure, like sure, there's yeah, yeah. there's a lot of different <laughs> strain. Yeah. There's
1: a lot of different things that are seemingly unrelated. I know about the American space program. I can tell you all about that. Too. Lo- 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 loves <laughs> NASA. The joke in the room with me and sports is like that. I'm at the point where I'm like, so how does this work? You go to a place and you 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 sit in a chair. What is this? And you you watch a game. I know it's well. It's like the mighty ducks are happening for real in front of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I d- yeah. There was a. I kind of know hockey just because my dad forced me to play it. But other than that, uh, it's yeah. There's a major.
2: I just what I position don't. did you play? I wouldn't know if what, what...
1: left wing. Mm, that's true. Ah, ah, left wing. I did an episode about it. I scored on my own goal. <laughs> um, And uh, it was the only goal I ever scored. And then in the car ride home, there was silence. And my dad looked at me and goes, you don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> you don't want to. Did said, you feel okay. relieved or were you like? So relieved. Oh, good. So relieved. It was – I had this realization recently. Um, a friend of mine had a bachelor party at our old camp. So it was kind of like a camp reunion slash bachelor party. And it was the best. Um, but I had a lot of anxiety about going back into a bunk where I felt like – Kids teased me sometimes, and it was very cathartic, and I had to play sports as an out-of-shape 39-year-old with people who were great at sports back at camp. Now, mind you, this is Jewish summer camp, so how good could we have really been? Um, (laughs) You know, If you could do a layup, you're Michael Jordan. But, um, But I went there, and I had this realization where when they were playing baseball, I had this realization where I thought everyone's experience playing baseball was me and right field going, please, if there's a God, if you are listening, do not hit the ball to me. If, if you – please, I, I am praying to you, do not have the ball come to me. And I, re- I realized in that moment, there's people that had the experience, please, I want the ball so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dying. I want to touch it. I want to I want to throw it. I, I never – I thought everyone had that experience with me, which was like torture and – No, I loved it.
2: Yeah. No, no. No, I, I always – I feel like I was more like Milhouse when Homer starts coaching Bart's football team. And, and they throw him
1: to me, and he's like, no, Bart,
2: please, no! Like I was second- like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: I don't want it, I don't want it, I want it. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, so I'm good. I didn't realize that there were people out there that desperately wanted to actually play, and it was fun. Finding their glory in the physical universe. <laughs> sure. Strange.
2: Sure. I'll take dick jokes, thank you. <laughs> I don't need to prove anything <laughs> in a, catching a ball for a reason. Exactly. Uh, but I think that's smart to to sort of, you know... That's kind of the uh, the that that the the Lincoln construct of surround yourself right. with people who, for sure, you know your team of rivals who people who know things that sure. you don't know. It
1: is helpful to have um, writers that have very a very needy mom, and, and kind of, <laughs> that is helpful. Um, I find that the overbearing Jewish mother is kind of universal amongst many people. Uh, overbearing so. uh, Catholic mother? Sure, yeah. No, you know,
2: not even overbearing. My mom's pretty rad, actually. We're pretty close. But but very, I should say, I don't mean overbearing, overprotective, but Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, I think overbearing is more like, when are you going to do your homework? You know, my yeah. mom was just like... Don't, if you leave the house, I want you to call yeah. me the minute you leave.
1: There's my mom is definitely uh, it's interesting. I mean, I don't look. I don't want to hurt her feelings here, but she loves the podcast. By the way, she, I, she's a yeah. big fan. No, yeah. she'll listen. Believe really, me. Ah. she will listen. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I think she has a Google alert on me <laughs> at this point. Um, but no, I mean, look the the Beverly in the show is a very Disney-ish version of my real mom who was, like, storming down to school every day, demanding excellence. Um, and I can't – the the bummer is, like, I have to pull back. Like, I can't do the stories that I really would love to do. Um, I'm trying to think of, like – if there's an example. Um, I don't think I've told this one yet. Maybe it, uh but – One I was telling in the room was... Exclusive.
0: (laughs) Exclusive.
1: (laughs) One I was telling in the room was my mom was addicted to shopping, and we did an episode about it. And ABC and Sony had a lot of concerns because they're like, it's just – it's like unlikable, and she's like wasting money, and – it's not – It's all. it was not one of our better episodes because she wasn't – she was being more selfish. She wasn't being – people love Beverly when she's like giving everything to the kids and it backfires. That's like the formula, right? So we went out of our comfort zone because I'm like, this is part of my mom. She's obsessed with shopping. And – uh, wall-to-wall Sound and Video was a place on the East Coast that was going out of business, much like Blockbuster just did, right? So they had like everything is half off and my mom is like, we got to go now. <laughs> so we go. It's like all everything must go clearance and my mom lost – and I'm like – Eleven And my mom completely loses control. And she's like dumping in TVs and, and boom boxes and like even stuff that was broken. Like this is vi- virtually free. She would just throw it in the cart. So we had two carts. I was push- pushing one. She was pushing one. And I go, mom, look, uh, buy one video, get four free. My mom is like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) So we go over and I stop, and it's like hardcore porn, and I'm like, "Oh no, mom! I don't. I think these are like bad, you know, adult movies." And my mom's like, "I don't care!" And she puts her arm like behind the row and just (laughs) like dumps them all into the cart. So we came home with like a giant satchel, a sack filled with pornography. And I vividly remember – my brothers remember it vividly too – like, my mom dumping it on the table, and it's like a mountain of porn videos. Ron Jeremy, like, the classics. Yeah, sure. And I'm sitting there with my mouth hanging open as my brothers and my dad are fighting. Like, you know, I want, you know... Oh, my <laughs> God! Yeah. And my mom is just beaming, like, I did good. This is the bargain <laughs> of all bargains. So, like, that's the reality of my mom. And but you and, can't show that on. on... You know, It was the show was initially for Fox, and I was going to do all those stories, but... You know the the you know the more you know. I think the funniest stories I can ever do, just because right. they're they're that. They're my
2: you know mom. what though for a family channel, families come from sexual intercourse. <laughs> more penetration
1: in prime time. The standards on ABC is is amazing. It's um, I mean we get notes. I got notes that I wasn't allowed to say poop three times. Are you serious? And uh. I'm like my 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 4 year old reads a book everybody poops like we say it on i did i do a show
2: on nickelodeon a cartoon and we say poop fart all yeah, the time
1: yeah they wouldn't you know they boobs anything they you know they're they really want to keep it wholesome and frankly i don't even do that yeah i never thought i'd ever write like a wholesome family show and i i realized probably about 5 episodes in that that's what this was so we don't even do that stuff anymore it's it doesn't feel right but there are those times where you would love to do um, we're, doing, uh, we're doing an episode where my dad grew a mustache in the 80s because that was like the thing. He loved Magnum P.I., and he had sure. a mustache for a long time. So we're, I'm doing an episode about that. And uh, Murray has a line where he talks about his um, – he rents a Ferrari just so we could ride around in it. And he talks about his, this is my mustache ride. And I know <laughs> I'm going to get a note be- from them about you can't say mustache ride. And it's essentially the only reason we did the story, just for Aww. that joke. Because he he has no idea what a mustache is.
2: I think you can just you can make the justification. It's like can it,
1: I? Can you email? Can we do this? Can you yes. email standards? All right. Yeah. Let's do so it.
2: Email standards. <laughs> I'm gonna get you gobots,
1: <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna talk to standards. This is about a great. This has been very productive. Mustache for me rides. <laughs> mustache rides.
2: Uh. uh so I. I, I it, it is. Good, sometimes I think to have those hurdles to have to ride around because it does force you to be more creative. Yeah, when absolutely. when you want to make a poop joke or a yeah. fart joke or, or, so I think I think in some sense it's actually really
1: it's for actually sure. really good for sure. It's like Jaws, you know, the shark yeah. didn't work and you, you got to get creative. Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> <the name laughs> it's Bruce, it's Damien, it's Damien.
2: <laughs> Bruce the shark, Damien's the same. <laughs> hey guys, what's that? What's How's the like hot anything? to trot horse? Do you know that? No. Okay, that's uh, all
0: right. Um, <laughs>
2: No, I don't remember – that's funny you mention that because Bobcat was just on and he told a story about how the horse – Uh, Hated
1: him (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that They they just did not get along
2: The horse fucking hated him (laughs) Would
1: not You know Just like took dumps or I love it I love it One of those weird 80s movies Man there were so many good ones back then Where's that 90s? No No, that was 80s That's 80s Yeah
2: Yeah, Dabney Dabney was in it God damn it he was so good I know I mean he's still good But I mean
0: he was In so many of those movies In the 80s For sure
2: God damn it Yeah
0: he was We should have a Dabney Coleman Retrospective at the Greek.
2: You know, you, at the Greek? Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> just thinking
0: CineFamily, but
1: if you,
2: if you think <laughs> we can <laughs> fill, you think you can fill like 5,000
1: seats. <laughs> I, have, I have bad news. You've just been bankrupted. <laughs> what? By you That's impossible. Wait, no, I rented out the Hang Greek. On, Did I, you not hear what we said? Dabney Coleman Nolan. movies. I don't understand. That's nine to five. <laughs> Who's That's our short time. Fire, That's though. Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> sure.
2: What the fuck anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I... Um... I was I was a big fan. It's – yeah. I mean uh, – Did you ever put him – did you ever – he's still alive. Like, oh, could, yeah. He was no. on Boardwalk. You could put him on. I, I would love to have the, – the hard thing too is is a lot of these these people who were really big in the 80s reach out. And like I'll – like for example, Scott Bayo. Like yeah. I talked to him on Twitter. He's a really cool dude. And I would love to have him on the show. But she, he's on the wall in the girl's bedroom as like says Scott Bayo. Right. So if he walks in, it's like Uncle Ted. It's going to be like, you're, but you're Scott Baio. Like, so it's that is the hardest maybe thing to Maybe that's something
0: she has to cope with.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that her uncle her she looks uncle like she wants looks like to fight her, her uncle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I know you it's look just ADC, like Scott Baio. I'm not I think Scott Baio, though. I'm not at at all. All. I'm she has some feelings she has to deal uncle. with. So yeah, maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> Scott Baio Again, I'm looks available. Like...
2: <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt just wants a great sitcom writing job. <laughs> But it, it's a good because uh, yeah, Scott was dire- directed TV for a long time. Yeah. I did a sitcom in ni- nineteen ninety eight, and he directed a bunch of the episodes. What? Which one? What? It, you wouldn't know it. <laughs> oh, okay. it was on UPN.
1: Okay, yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, it was a show called Guys Like Us. It was created oh, yeah. by Dan Schneider. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: And uh, I remember that one because it was. I was. I think the bit was: Is it guys like us <laughs> or guys like us? Yeah, guys <laughs> like us. Like guys like us, guys like us. <laughs> or I always used like to us. sing
2: it with the spies like us theme. Guys <laughs> like us, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't. Nothing saved. Nothing saved that show. Yeah, it was like Dan's briefly stepped out of his Nickelodeon sure. paradise to work he in is, network television. He and has was an like, empire. Never again. Well, I think that that cured him. He's... stepped back to his ivory tower. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I, I, I Scott directed a bunch of those episodes, and you know, and then there were a bunch of guys who directed like classic like Joel Zwick and yeah. uh um uh who who just directed some of the greatest television sure. from from the 80s. Yeah. Are the, are you working with any of those guys
1: as directors? I'm trying to think. Um I no, I mean we have uh David David Katzenberg's like our in-house EP so he directs half. Um I'm trying to think uh no, I it's really you really i i just kind of go with the tried and true guys who It is the sweetest gig women. in television yeah, that's it, directing
2: a sitcom. It
1: is. I mean, well, you know, I'm a multi so it's a nightmare. Right. Uh when George first signed on for the Goldbergs, I don't I'm I'm we're 99% sure he thought it was a sitcom
0: and he's <laughs> right. like cuz
1: he did just shoot me. Right, so yeah. like George Siegel coming in and he, we're like no no George this is he's like where's the audience? So we're like no George it's a it's a single cam and he's like oh is that good for the actors? <laughs> and we're like um yeah it's great George uh uh-huh. But, um, yeah, it's you – know, you're shooting a movie Well, while you're sitting up, I'm going to play my banjo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love him when he does his banjo. We try and put <laughs> it on the show whenever we can. It's the best. Um, but, yeah, you're shooting a movie every week, and it's – I try to make it, like, cinematic, like The Wonder Years. So it's um, – uh, yeah, it's a, it can be a logistical nightmare most weeks. Do you ever worry, like, what if I run out of 80s? Then we'll go to the 90s. <laughs> I, I guess you could. We could, right? They
2: I've, did it on Happy Days, didn't yeah. they? Didn't
1: they jump decades in Happy Days? I think the last year. Didn't they year, jump to 1960s? I think in the last year they were in the 60s. Yeah. I, will I run out of the 80s? I mean, God, I should be so lucky, right? I guess. I mean, right now we're in the third season. We've done 50. Wow. Um, they're still. We're not struggling yet. Win a so. syndication? 100. I, I guess 100. Oh, guess you're halfway there. I'm halfway five. there. Yeah. It's all, that's it. I, it's especially cool because um, the critics hated the show when it premiered. Nah, it was, they don't know shit. It was very polarizing. I get it. I mean it was different because I it was a different show when I shot the pilot. It was st- – I was still in that Fox mind frame. It was going to be loud and I thought it edgy or something and it was really like an expose of my crazy family. And then once I saw – kind of saw the reviews and saw what people thought and I was like, no, I'll just make it like – Re, super nostalgic and relatable, so I kind of shifted the whole tone in between pilot and the series. Um, but people said we were going to be canceled in what episode? So. You know,
2: they shouldn't even review a show you until uh,
1: until after the first season. Yeah, because yeah.
2: you don't even know. Like, I know. It's not even like everyone knows
0: how television works. Like it's, I know. it takes time. Out of the gate, out of the gate, Frazier is pretty
1: great. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. And Modern Family, honestly, like all, all the no, shows really great shows are great.
2: Technically, though it's not like they just started frasier from scratch like they had the team in play. like they had a good team in place Fair enough. going yeah. into that they already knew who the you know frasier already knew who his character was they just kind of what
1: is a show that was terrible out of the gate and became amazing I'm well people people didn't
2: like seinfeld in the beginning
1: yeah, it took
2: a few episodes for seinfeld to click into place yes. what other what else parks and rec, parks and rec that's
1: a, that's one it is, but that's because like they didn't like shoot a pilot even. They were like, just put it on the air, and they just like threw it up there. <laughs> um, that's true. Like the first season I watched, it was uneven, but then it's then it becomes the greatest thing ever. So
2: yeah, uh, in terms of sitcoms that are considered the best, um,
0: yeah, I don't know actually. Oh, Star Trek: The Next Generation starts out real bad. It's, <laughs> it's
1: I remember and watching turns into a hilarious. Sitcom. I remember watching it live. Yeah. on on TV. And Syndicated. I thought it was great. But I uh, – yeah. No, I – Well, I did too. I was a kid though. That yeah, the that's the thing. Yeah. When you're a kid. that's um, we talk, We're we talking about that in the room the other day. Like what was the first movie when Batman you were a and kid Robin. and you saw it and you were like, oh, my god, I don't like this. Because you like everything. For me, it was Police Academy 5. Was that uh, Citizens on Patrol um, or was that no, no, Miami Beach? That's Miami Beach is 2, I believe. Uh, this one is uh, five. It's the one with, like, the City Mr. Under Claw. Siege? City Under Siege, I think. Um, and uh, Jesus I watched it, and I remember the first time going, this is terrible. And I'd never had that reaction in a movie before. Up until then, I loved everything I saw.
0: I'm I'm about seven years younger than right. you, so I enjoyed that movie because yeah. I saw it when it came
1: out. <laughs> yeah, That makes sense. And what was
0: yours? You said Batman it and Robin. It was Batman and Robin. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. It was the first movie I remember thinking while it was happening, like this is, oh, no, this is terrible. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, I, I just, it
0: is terrible. It is I
2: mean, I feel like terrible. growing up in a in – a, at the dawn of cable, I must have seen – I mean, I'm sure I saw a lot of movies that my parents
1: liked where I'm like, wait, what is this is boring. Is there a movie you don't like? You, of course, or do you just like entertainment in general? People say that about me. I just like entertainment. Like no, I like everything.
2: You know, it was probably um, there were probably a couple. It was probably some crappy movie that was derivative. You of sound like Tom Cruise Times. right now. Let's get an answer no. out of you. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of. There were a ton of movies that I didn't like. There were uh, there were a ton of movies I didn't like, but they they tended to be more um, sports related movies. Um, Like Major
0: League?
2: Major League I love. It's a great movie. It's maybe the only sports movie that I actually
0: love. Is that ma- one is a major league. Major counts. league two, back to the minors. Did not like okay. back to the minors. <laughs> major no. league three. No, major league three is back to the minors. What's two? Major league two is just major league. Oh, two. major league two and major league three <laughs> is back to the minors. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Guys, be Scott, Bakula, and Scott Bakula.
2: Scott 3, right? three. Scott Bakula
1: is yeah. the okay. manager. Of gotcha. the B's. I do remember being. <laughs> I
2: do remember being super bummed out at Fletch Lives.
1: All right, there yeah, you go. There you go. Uh, there you go.
2: I mean, like really bummed it. But I've, I I've also said publicly that I did not like Ghostbusters two. And Ghostbusters right, is one of my favorite right, movies of yeah, all time. I
1: don't care for you I, right now. Again, I I'm saw it, Ghostbusters and too they, they had the NES advantage working the um the Statue of Liberty, yeah. and as a child, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, and that was starting and, my
0: lifelong love of Jackie Wilson music. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> and my lifelong love of uh,
2: effects not having to be consistent <laughs> when the Statue of Liberty mysteriously changes sizes. <laughs> sizes and turns. The head's yeah. turning. Yeah. Really yeah. weird. So <laughs> Really weird a... choices. By the way. You think it would just take you like ten minutes to coat the entire inside of the Statue of Liberty
0: with slime like that would fucking
2: what are you what are we even you know talking about is, like
0: the pink slime always to me looked like bad school lunch tuna fish that's what it always yeah. looked like they were squirting yeah. all over the inside of that thing it just it looked alien to me it didn't I mean it,
2: I, I I the concept was fine Peter McNichol was funny Pyramid was great in that movie Iago
0: yeah. fucking Yano's. Yano's Poha from, yeah.
2: he was you know he was great but. I don't know. I didn't like the relationship between Venkman and Dana Barrett in that movie. I didn't like
1: it. Just have now there was the whole thing they shot where um, uh, where Rick Moranis becomes a Ghostbuster. Yep which I was really excited I'd heard about and was excited to see and it wasn't in the movie and it was I remember being like what happened to the thing I think it was in a it's in No, there. it's in there. It's in there. It, but it was like a whole thing like he wear he was like a whole subplot that they lopped out. It at. is. It's there. Is it
0: there? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you might out. just be watching uh, some TV edit. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. It's
1: in there. He always oh, there. He wears a spangler. He literally he does. Yeah. I'm a
0: Ghostbuster
1: yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Am I watching a TV edit? I've seen the movie a bunch of times.
0: He's the one who, like, he's shooting the museum and when the uh, the slime. Right, and he goes, I did, off, he did I did it. I did it. Yeah. I guess he is a Ghostbuster. Yeah, he's a full on Ghostbuster. Oh. Wow. Well, uh, who knew? I-
1: Ghostbusters, <laughs> what do you want? Ghostbusters, what do you want? What do you guys think about the new one? I'm excited about it because yeah, I love Paul Feig. Here's yeah. my problem. Yeah. Yes,
0: I think the proton packs that they, they bo- The proton packs bother me. I have no problem with the casting or right. the story. Or you don't the like the proton packs. Do. I, like the proton my packs. problem
1: is with the proton packs. What about that? What if the story lends itself to the way that the proton pack well, that's looks? That's why like I'm that, reserving though. that
0: judgment yeah. for when
2: I go. I'm going to yeah. go see it. No yeah. problem. It was the sure. only time with with the new Ghostbusters. The only time I ever asked someone, "Can I please be in your thing?" Because yeah. Paul, Paul, who's a great guy, just go to Boston. Paul, who's an amazing guy. Uh, he wanted to come on Talking Dead, so I said, "Sure, come on Talking Dead." And then afterwards, not like that's why I asked him on. And I was like, No, you had an agenda?" Listen, Let's I never, <laughs> I never, I've, ne- I've never asked anyone this. If there's anything in Ghostbusters to be a dream come true, was like, "Sure, if there's something in there, I'll let you know." And I never, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not in it. You're not done shooting it. Well, I would think at this point, I would get a phone call and go get prepared. Maybe there's some hilarious thing. Do you see Chris Hemsworth on a motorcycle today? That could have been Chris Hardwick on a motorcycle, but it
0: wasn't. But it looks, he looks. So, first, hilarious. I didn't get to be Thor. He, he looks hilariously <laughs> dorky in it. Like, he looks like he's pulling a Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters. I have
2: so much faith in Paul Feig, and I absolutely believe uh, that he can pull. I feel like he can pull what it. What I off. would
1: love is to read all those other scripts that have been written in the last. Time. I, I want to read the one where Venkman is the villain. Yeah. No. Uh, did you, do you know about that there's, storyline? Well, there's like – the Aton yeah. the Cohen, there's that one. That was the one before this one. And then the guys, um, Gene uh, – Lee and Gene from The Office yep, did, did – worked on it for a long time. There's just been – and then there's one where they go to hell. Is obviously one that's been out there that Dan Aykroyd I think wrote. Um, after know, that, watching Bogus Journey? That they uh, – you know ma-
0: I recommend you track down is the Back to the Future script – from when they thought Chris Glover was going to be in the movie, and they put it in the sixties. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, which script is that? It's a script that is that I, we found it in a in a in a at Copelson, which is a production company. They did uh, Seven and some. I think they did Apocalypse Now. But so uh, they were there was a there was a script we found in an archive that was the Back to the Future Two. Is it better? Yeah. But it's not like I love Back to the Future too. But it was this other story that existed that and it it followed George McFly. Yeah, that was Marty having to go back to the sixties, and and they're all like George is like a a hippie Uh, and
1: like Lorraine's you know a flower child that kind of thing. Oh man, maybe that was yeah. Wow, that's um, I've read the original Back to the Future script, which makes you feel good as a writer because it's like it's imperfect. Like I they sent it out and it didn't sell. And it becomes a masterpiece, eventually. Yeah. But just to read the 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 first draft, where you know the time machine works because he spills Coca Cola on it, and that's a secret ingredient, and all these things that just kind of feel half baked and aren't right until it takes that whole long journey. It makes you feel like oh, they didn't just write this brilliant script and shoot it the next yeah. day. It was like a really long process of. Of development and getting notes and and working on it and you know it's 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 oh well
2: even Ghostbusters if you look at the deleted scenes you're like yikes yeah. they <laughs> he, he made a good choice to cut that out yeah. I mean yeah. it's and that and that to me is what's so daunting about the process of making movies that there are a million different yeah. ways to fuck it up yeah how do you know when it's right how do you For know sure. when it's right when you're that
1: close to it and you just see it over and over and you don't even know what reality is anymore yeah. it's um. It's amazing that any movie turns out – studio movie turns out good after having – going through that process a couple times uh, just because the script, like you as a – especially as a writer, you get it to a certain point. The only thing that remotely is mine that is like to the page of the screen was this movie I did called Aliens in the Attic, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a Goonies, gremlins type movie that came out a couple years ago. That was because of the strike. They literally had no one to write it, so uh, they just basically had to put it into production and shot my script. So that was kind of cool. But other than that, it's it's so when you it, there's so many you, you know you work so hard crafting every single sentence and then you give it off to the director and they're like yeah it's a rough template basically. <laughs> so um, I've known writers that have showed up at their movie that their name is on and they've never even seen it and it resembles nothing that they did. So it's it's a it's a weird. Mm. And then when you do TV, that's why I think writers. Return to it or want to do it if they're doing movies because you actually what you write actually is makes it yeah to, it, it survives. It's also
2: kind of nice to have a regular job when it's going. Yeah.
1: It's nice to have a yeah. place to go every day. Doing twenty four like- episodes though is is insane. Super easy, right? Oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like it, you know these this like Netflix thing with eight episodes. Yeah. That's 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 got to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At a certain point, like you just last year, there's a couple where the episodes just got away from us just because we had to keep going. Um, like we did a Princess Bride one, and I kind of watch it now, and I go, "We could have made this a lot better had we the time. We were, you know, barely getting any, all the clips cleared and all that kind of stuff." So, um, yeah, you just sometimes towards the end, Andre the Giant did. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Got another one. Another one. Another one claimed by the evil clutches of nature. I mean, but that I don't I can't believe they took Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Coco Beware! <laughs> no! You know, I I for
2: the longest time, for like the last fifteen years. Remember Coco's parrot's name? No, but I know he
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he had a parrot.
2: That was his bit. He had a parrot. I've been I I had hoped they would make and I started trying to track it down like fifteen years ago. I think a greatest American hero movie would be Rad. Yeah. And I don't and I know that most people don't know what it is, but the premise of it is sure. so fantastic.
1: That's it's, it's such a did you watch any of the yeah. Greatest American movies? Hero- feels like a Lord Miller like they would hop on that Do you feel like it would take a
0: break. long time cuz like the whole evolution of that program is him figuring out the suit more and more But that yes and, and I feel like also, I just sh- called it a program the program <laughs> the program <laughs> and and I feel like the show kind
2: of got a little boring when he figured out the suit like sure. at, like parway into the series cuz if you don't know Grace American Hero which I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix but it's you know it's this guy's school teacher and there's a there's an FBI guy played by Robert Culp and these aliens select William Cat, mm-hmm. oh, who's actually been on the podcast? Uh, to be the recipient of this this space suit, which apparently they go around the universe and give out suits to basically, you know, like this is use this for good and patrol your planet and the suit has these superpowers and he loses the instructions. And so the the brunt of the series is him trying to be a superhero while simultaneously trying to figure out how this crazy <laughs> yeah. suit works and it's fucking great. Yeah. I that would agree. be such a great premise for a movie. You wouldn't even have to know the original. Well,
0: guess what? Bondi owns that, guys. Oh, Is that true?
1: No. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dude, when we um, we did a whole episode about the Transformers movie from the 80s, and uh, not the new ones. Like no, the, no, no, the no, 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 no. The one with Orson Welles and yeah. Leonard Nimoy. And uh, that was another one where no one knew who owned it. Like, like Sony was searching oh, wow. and searching, and everyone was like, I think it's that person over there. And yeah, again, fell in that crack.
2: I saw that movie. in the movie. My friend... My friend uh, Mike and I saw that in the movie theater, and
0: I love this story. By the way, do you know the story? I hope it's about Starscream. Which one? When Starscream dies, and you get so upset. Oh, <laughs> Optimus? is a separate story. You mean
2: Optimus? I, no, Starscream. Starscream dies. He, I remember. Uh, you know, Galvatron kills him. and yeah. and uh, and I had some friends over, and I was trying to. They were friends that I was trying to impress, <laughs> and so I showed them that scene where because I was like, "Well, of course." But how Starscream? old are you during this? Um, I was probably. Th- okay. Thirteen. Okay. Gotcha. Maybe. Gotcha. Okay. And so, uh, uh, you know, because it, in the transfer- in the movie you're talking about, they just willy nilly just oh, yeah. start killing them. They just right. They kill everybody. and they swear in the movie. Like I saw yeah. in the theater, and there was like Spike says shit yeah, and or something, crazy. and then like one of them. And so it's really weird that they went that direct. It would never happen now. Um and so uh, I showed yeah I showed them the scene where Starscream Star dies. I was like, Can you believe that? And, and and then we didn't really hang out much again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: didn't really have. Who's this impact. weirdo that's really invested in Starscream?
2: I mean, he was in the whole series. It's like, I know. I mean, it's, it, would,
1: it it's wrong to it, do. It doesn't.
2: It doesn't make it. It would be like if they made a Friends movie. Yeah. And then, like, killed Chandler I in agree. 20
1: minutes. I literally went home after that movie and I, made, I remade my own movie because I was so upset by it. <laughs> where Optimus rides from the grave and, uh, and lives. Because it was like I, – like, I loved that. That was my thing, the Transformers. And then to go and just, just watch, like, one bullet, like, come out of a Decepticon and hit Ironhide and he explodes. Like, what is that?
2: They've completely – yeah, they completely changed <laughs> – the physics of the movie and the rules yeah. of the movie. And I'm sure when they were pitching it, they were I, I can totally
1: it I was get it. for toys. It. It's for toys. I, we got to it introduced new toys. I know,
2: but I get when they were pitching it, they were like, this is going to be really cool. We're actually going to do something that we could never do on the TV series. But as a kid, you're just like, yeah. what
1: the fuck what are, are you doing? doing? Megatron takes out – he's taking people out like execution style. It's, it's brutal. It's really, really yeah. brutal. Uh, but – um unicron's rad yeah and uh and they introduced the
2: sharkacons yes so yeah
1: those those hit transformers and the, the gar- sharkacons the, the garbage
2: plant yeah it's very clunky <laughs> Sharkicon, Sharkicon. I mean, let me it's one notch
1: away from tank <laughs> <laughs> and then the garbage planet when they play yeah. Derek stupid yeah we playing the, some idol's one of the voices of yeah. the yeah no it had some cool i mean you know i i did i've seen the movie a bunch of times and uh Every season we play. You've got the touch. Uh, <laughs> Stan on, Bush. Uh, some Stan Bush. Um, so that's cool. And but yeah, I that was one of those episodes again where I think you and I would mm-hmm. have been like so into it. I was pitching it in the room. Secund and I are going back and forth, and all the other writers are like, "Stop, <laughs> hammer time." Nobody knows what you're talking about, and I'm like, "No, it's a thing." Like. People like guys my age went to see this movie and were traumatized, and they're like, No, they didn't, dude. It was you, and maybe <laughs> like 20 people on Facebook. Do you know, what's interesting is that there are a handful of things from the 80s
2: that I almost was convinced I was crazy because somehow, when the internet lets you down and things t- slip through the cracks, it's almost like your reality. Like, for the longest time, and finally, someone put it up somewhere, and I was, I think, maybe it's on Hulu now. But I, I had been telling people, no, there was an Alf cartoon on Saturday yeah, mornings, sure.
1: yeah. and it yeah. was fucking great. Yeah, it was on Melmac. They, it was they on Melmac. A, yeah. yeah, there was some With where they would Rhonda, do... Rhonda. yeah. Yep.
2: They would, they would do a, uh, they would do some that were basically like a sitcom back on Melmac, and then they would do the, the second half of the episode was them like alfing a fairy tale yeah, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I and remember. so or some sort of classic story. And for the longest time I was like, no, I'm telling you. And it was really funny and it was very it was very self-referential and very and then finally it I think oh, i made it on to Hulu. It's
1: all out there now, yeah. which is crazy. Like you can even um like I'll remember some really weird, different strokes episode. I'm like, was that it actually on television? And you'll Google it, and there it is. Yeah. It's Didn't amazing. Sam get touched or someone? Yeah, by no, yeah, Sam got kidnapped. Sam got Dude, kidnapped. Sam got kidnapped. Dudley got molested. Dudley got in molested. the bike shop. In the bike shop. The bike shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yep. th- this this might
2: this might slightly <laughs> yeah, blow yeah, your yeah. mind just in terms of uh, t- uh, of of historic television moments. My family and I happened to be in Los Angeles when I was uh, – this was like in 1980. I was a, I was a little kid. Somewhere we went to a taping of Different Strokes. Right. And the warm-up guy came out and said, so um, this is going to be a slightly different episode because we're doing what's called a spin-off. And so in this episode, we're introducing some characters from a new show called Facts of Life. Wow, that's cool. So they had all the Facts of Life girls, or at least the ones from the, the original yeah, sure. season – come on. I think maybe Tootie was there, a couple others came. Molly Ringwald. Molly, Molly Ringwald yeah. would have been there, and uh, they were on different strokes the, at the taping I, that I we remember were that
1: episode. Wow. You yeah. do? Yeah, because the the maid left and went off with them to be yeah. the housemate. Did mom. you also see the finale of
2: uh, New Heart? I was at the finale of wow. New Heart. Yeah, because I was friends with Peter Scolari, so I used wow. to hang out at the New
1: Heart set and, got, and, saw, and saw the finale. I think my family did the same thing, <clears throat> and we went to see Happy Days when Mork was on it. Oh my God. I, the weirdest television spin off of all. Ever, ever. And and you watch, the thing that's so crazy about it is like you have Happy Days, which is this show set in essentially reality, right? Yeah. And so then super grounded. Super grounded. And then you introduce an alien. It's so bizarre that they would do that. I think at that
0: point they were like, our show is well, so like, popular. It's like the It, it ends, doesn't yeah. fucking matter. It's like the end of Night Court. Yeah. When Bull returns to his home planet. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, yeah.
1: eh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Are we gonna guys, are we gonna do this? Yeah, I think we're gonna do, like, do it. Let's this do
0: table's it. falling over with all of Laura Kett's Emmys. We Let's might as well it. just fucking I mean, there were you know, yeah. the
2: <laughs> Happy Days Happy Days and All in the Family and Mary Tyler Moore were these insane spin-off machines. Yeah, for sure. Mm. That w- that they at a certain point it just didn't even matter. Like as long as we can put this other thing next to You know, the old thing that people know without a doubt. Let me ask
0: this Has that worked in a while? I don't think there's been a successful spin-off. I don't think they even really do it anymore since Joey failed. Because it's
2: because things are different now. Because the audiences, I mean, when you have something that has like 40 million people watching it every, you know, every week, Mm. I feel like they go, Well, there's enough audience to share to start this new thing, but I feel like audiences just aren't big enough anymore. I mean, like if. Five million people watch your show. They're doing fucking backflips at a at a network. It's just it's just different now.
1: I, I was really disappointed NBC didn't do the Office spinoff, the um, the tr- Farms. You know, I oh, guess right. I guess you know they they again they did the pilot where they introduced all the characters and aired it as a television episode. But yeah, what well, again Parks and Rec? It wasn't perfect, um, but. It's like, what else are you going to do, guys? Come on. like You have the team. Yeah. You have Dwight. Everyone loves Dwight. Um, it's like, they'll figure it out. Why, why not put that on?
0: Like, I wish 30 Rock did a Queen of Jordan spinoff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. Good Werewolf Bar Mitzvah uh, spinoff <laughs> would
2: have been great. I'm actually kind of surprised there wasn't a Kenoff spinoff. off
1: a, yeah, a Kenneth, Kenneth spinoff,
0: spin-off yeah. yeah. But is that what Kimmy Schmidt is a little bit? No, no. Kimmy is just the same, similar team. It just doing feels a very... so
1: similar, which is, crazy.
0: and I think part of the feel is the music is the same. Yeah, because it was written by.
1: For
2: I think sure. a Kenneth spinoff. I wonder. I wonder. Do you think Kenneth could be the central character in something, or do you think he needs to be a supporting character? I don't think so. No, you have to be I... because you'd have
1: you would have to then shift him to be the normal character in an even exactly. crazier situation. Exactly. I'm trying to think like <clears throat> to have any worked. I guess Joey's the last one the last really, one tried, yeah. which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Multi-counts are so hard mm-hmm. that I I think if it came out now, they would – have to stick with it, right?
2: I'm sure if like – I'm sure if – I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't
1: spun off a Big
2: Bang in some way. Right. I'll give them time. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> Once those contracts it, start going, it's, oh. Uh, yeah. It's still going so strong. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it.
2: So, I mean it's it's really – it's just a different time in television now. Yeah. It's just a different time. And, and, and I think it's – I think it is – amazing that you're 50 episodes in i mean i know from experience how hard it is just to get a show on the air i know much less to keep a show on the air and have it be a hit show i mean it's it is it is it is very rare air to be in that
1: so nice job thank you it's we like this year we've at the end of last year we kind of every week i was still looking at the ratings and panicked i was going to be canceled and then my producer said to me at a certain point like dude I don't think we need to worry like you're worrying. You always want to you always want to worry that you're going to be canceled or the quality's dropping off. But now we're we we've kind of I'm shifting my mind frame from like I'm going to be canceled at any moment. That's just cuz as a, a a neurotic Jewish writer, I think you feel that way to like how do I make the epi- the next 50 great to get to 100? Yeah. So that's kind of the shifting. And it's look, it's a machine. Like we started production and we don't stop. So it's um you just got to get as far ahead as possible and uh and start eventually bringing in those ideas that you're do like... Do that, that Scott Bayo episode, Do the Scott Bayo episode. Uncle. Scott, he's Uncle Ted, and
0: she's and just here confused because he,
1: he looks Uncle Scott lot. too, which is extra confusing. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, if a spot opens up on your staff, this man
0: is <laughs> Matt Myra, is this a job interview right now. Can it be? I mean, listen, I took a cycle off from at midnight. I'm just wandering around the desert right now. No, I'm telling you, you should write on
2: a sitcom, Matt. Matt, just because of just because yeah. of how I mean, first of all, you've co you look like. You look. You've got the writer aesthetic. He down. does for you've sure. You've got the right. Red Sox hat yep. and the and the T shirt that's a, a, a reference to something shorts, weird like Cape Cod shorts. potato chips. Yep. Wearing shorts. You yeah, got yeah. the shorts and you've got the the kind of uh, Urban Outfitters
1: shirt rolled up sleeves
2: yeah. <laughs> and the beard. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, and the beard. Be... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't wear my glasses. Now all you yeah. Now all you need is a um, is a Mike and Molly spec and you're good to go. You're, yeah, uh, the, you're spe- done.
2: Yeah. The, oh, that's
1: right. You need People, specs. You need specs. Yeah. Write a spec. And I just give you my pilots. There you go. Oh yeah. I actually don't <laughs> I don't read specs actually anymore. Okay. I, I just I realize like why do I like half the shows I have I don't know, so it's not that helpful. Yeah, What's the point? Um and just because I'm so like in my bubble of trying to make episodes, I haven't God, I haven't seen so many great shows right now. I haven't seen Silicon like Silicon Valley, anything. Yeah. So uh but then it's like I really f- kind of at the end of the day feel like anyone can watch an episode and just – of a television show and copy the characters and go, oh, this is how they break right. it out and, and do it and make it solid. Um, a pi- Pilots are impossible to write and have them be good. And it's like when a writer sits down and they're like, this is, the, this is me. Um, it feels just like a better thing to get a sense of somebody. So I've just started reading pilots only.
2: Yeah, it's really – and pilots are a pain in the ass because – your main function is that you have to, here's who these people are, and how do I do that in an organic way yeah, that doesn't feel like the character going, hi,
1: I'm yeah. this person, and these are all my neurotic tendencies, yeah. and here's my job. For sure. I My pilot, um, the, the good thing about doing a family show is I wasn't reinventing the wheel, so it was really easy, and it was just a standard. Like, when I went in and pitched it all around, they're like, I just talked about my family. I didn't even really tell stories. I didn't pitch a pilot story or anything because I'm like, it's a family show. It's going to be the kid's going to drive or something. (laughs) So I'm not – it's like the hackier the story almost the better because I just put my family members in there and they're nuts. So hopefully it will seem different. And then at the end of the meeting, they brought out a big novelty check and they said, welcome (laughs) to the family. And then you started the next day. It was The pitch for the Goldbergs was interesting just because I had all my home movies. And all I did was show that. And then that was it, really. And then I talked about, like, and this is the dad, like, the guy you just saw in the video. He's in his underpants, and he calls me a moron. And and <laughs> so it was, like, a really easy, simple pitch. And I'll never have that again, ever, because I just had the ultimate, like, visual of what the – it's almost like I had shot it or something. Right. So I was just show the video, and then that was that was it all around town. So that was an easy pitch for sure.
2: That is fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, that's, that is – do, do you ever kind of go –
1: Aha! Uh-huh. It was all worth it. <sighs> um, I, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm look. I'm just happy to be working. <laughs> um, um, the it's it's been complicated. Uh, like, I'm not gonna lie. With my family, like initially, it wasn't the Goldbergs. They were the Silvers. That's why I have a sister on the show. I don't have a sister in real life. It was. It was like I wasn't ready to embrace what I was going to do to my family and the <laughs> world, almost. So I'm like, yeah, it's my family. I mean, it's Adam and Beverly and Barry and Pops and Murray, my dad. But there's a sister, so it's not really my family. And um, and then, so I, we shot the pilot. They were the Silvers in the pilot. And then Paul Lee, the president of ABC, like, basically called and was like, we want to name it the Goldbergs. And we want to show your videos at the end of every one. Because he knew that I, I mean, I have like a, 500 tapes. So he's like, I know you have enough videos to last the how many episodes we're gonna do the show, and it just feels like different. Like this is really you putting yourself out there. And then I had to like call my family and be like, I have good news. This show is gonna go on the air. The bad news is we're gonna I'm gonna show your videos, <laughs> uh, like that I took of you when you're a teenager um, at your worst. Wow. Um, so it's hard because you know my brother Barry gets it hard on the show. Like it's a hilarious character. And my brother, rightfully so, is like, you can't like you'll do a. I'll be like, he's like, let's say we, you do a story about me. I don't um, like I get caught smoking marijuana. Let's say you did that story, and, and that never happened in real life. But I'm like, but well, it's just a, it's a TV show. And then he goes, okay, fine. But then you'll be like dedicated to my brother Barry and show a video of me at the end. So it's like it is me because you show a video of me. So it's very complicated that way and it kind of makes me – I can't sell out the characters for a joke because I show video of them at the end and it makes people think it really is them. So I really have to be –
2: I don't know. In that case, I just think you go, um, fuck you, bye. And then just like really quickly. (laughs) You don't want to piss off
1: Barry Goldberg. It is a mistake. Uh, So, yeah, he, um, yeah, he, no, he's a good sport, though, for sure. Yeah, exactly. No, they look, they didn't, they didn't, they're just normal people. They didn't ask for it. There's nothing special about my family. Um, I was really in the beginning, like, why is this even happening? Like, we're just a family. Like it's not like everyone ha- – everybody hates Chris. Like that's Chris Rock. I get it. You People want to know how Chris Rock grew up. I'm just like a dude. But you – it's the classic – I mean
2: this is basically that classic sitcom thing that – it happened on a handful of television shows in the 80s where some someone in the cast would try stand-up comedy – Everyone would go see that person. They would be bombing, and then they would just kind of default to start talking about what fuck-ups their friends and family right. were. And then they would start killing. Yeah. And then all their friends
1: would be like, oh, yeah. hey. You know? <laughs> it like, then, then it
2: wasn't so funny yeah. anymore. It was a weird trope.
1: I forgot they, about Like yeah. several shows sure. did that. And even more complicated is like I'll do a story like – just because every episode I want to end it with like a hug and feel good with some 80s song playing. It will be like an episode where the end – Adam will be like to Beverly, mom – you could come live with me anytime you want, even when I'm a grown-up. You can move in my house with me, and then <laughs> I'll get a call immediately from my mom. Is that true? Can I move in with nah. you? So it's <laughs> stop looking for clues. Yeah. So it's just the whole thing is complicated. It's it's I didn't expect it in the beginning, but it's yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, I've I've hurt my mom's feelings with saying certain things that are very true that she doesn't want out there or she feels sensitive about. It's it's complicated. It's it's you know. It's, and it's hard too when I'm, when people comment on the characters of the show, especially my dad who's not alive, like saying how bad of a daddy is or he's a lazy old, you know, fat bastard or any of these things. Like I take it personally because it's my dad. Yeah. So it's just the whole thing's complicated for sure. Um, at the very least they'll just therapy. They'll just think it's Adam Goldberg the actor. So at the very least they'll just <laughs> take <think> that.
2: <laughs> so yeah. I can't believe what that man <laughs> the did. The Hebrew yeah. Hammer did. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's right. There's two famous Adam yes, Goldbergs. Yes.
1: And that is that's a thing. That has become a thing.
2: What too. are the uh, do do people tune into the Goldbergs expecting to see Adam Goldberg?
1: Um, the other Adam Goldberg? I, well, I don't there so it's interesting. I shouldn't have so basically, he and I got into a big Twitter thing this year, arguing about it. Really? Because, yeah. It's it's really fascinating because my whole career, I've just been this writer, and there's a celebrity, Adam Goldberg, who's an actor, and I followed his career. He has my name. It's cool. He yeah. was in Saving Private Ryan and Days of Confused, and I've I've rooted for this guy because it's like me, you know. It's like oh, he has my name, and then um, and then the show came, and and. I, He's been working the business for a long time, maybe, I don't know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. I've been working the business 15 years. So it's like, you know, I'm a little bit younger than him. And then this show came out, and oh, and I had been developing Hebrew Hammer 2 just to get the chance to work with a guy, <laughs> with the director Jonathan. It's uh, Hammer vs. Hitler. So, um, so, th- so I do this show. And it really never occurred to me that uh, he would melt down in the way he has. So basically over the last two years, I've watched this, this celebrity just melt down over the fact that we have the same name. Now, I don't know. He claims that it was a joke or that his persona is that he's curmudgeonly. But at first I would email him and be like, hey, man, that's a funny tweet. I'm really sorry, dude. Um, you know, people every day will hit me up on Twitter and be like, I loved you and friends or whatever. Right. It, it doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, you got the wrong guy. It's the other guy. But for him, he was like really upset about it and started po- like tweeting really like mean things like, oh, yeah, the show is mine. It came up with it on the shitter <laughs> like just <laughs> – no. and so I – it started bumming me out. So um, this was two years of this. So finally, recently, he posted – he tweeted – um, that my show had been canceled and that, it, like, it was now on TV land. And he has a show on TV land, so watch that instead. So at that point, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, I, I, I thought people you know, – I'm a comedy writer, so I thought people would find it really funny and interesting if I went after the guy hard because what he did was uncool. People were very confused. They were saying, I'm so sh- sorry your show got canceled to me because it, it was a whole thing. So I came at him hard on Twitter and uh, the really interesting thing about it, what for me was that, um, I think I didn't realize that people didn't know him sometimes, and to like our the younger fans of the show, they didn't know who Adam Goldberg is. They don't know Dazing and Confused right. or Saving Private Ryan or something. So to them, I'm like a celebrity. So it was just a whole really weird experience. Um, the the other thing that was really cool, or uh, cool, or just really. Interesting was he went on a live interview as I was tweeting him and they were reading the the tweets to him. Oh, weird! So uh, it was like the newsroom, Uh, like we're like (laughs) we're making news. Um, You know, ultimately, like I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't have come at him so hard. That was probably a mistake. I think it was all in the name of comedy, and I I thought it would be really funny. Um, But uh, yeah, I think he's never tweeted again about it. So right. <laughs> uh, so I got what I wanted, Good job. Um, and yeah, it's just been it's it was a really interesting thing. Well, you know, There's it's two dudes with the same name. I'm, Let's be honest; our name isn't George Clooney. No, so it's like I think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter, and that's what's funny about it to me. I uh, I, I think also
2: Twitter Twitter just isn't the best way to communicate things because y- right. y- you. Sometimes you think people are serious when they're joking, and other times you think they're joking when they're right. serious. No, so I,
1: it, we were going, I, we were going hard at each other. Oh. There, there was no joke. Oh, wasn't it? <laughs> well, at first people were like, "Is this a joke? Like, you're doing Hebrew Hammer Two together? It's going to be a really awkward table read, by the way." <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, people were like, "At first, is it a joke?" But you know, it was. I think it became clear when I like started retweeting his old tweets and stuff that it was not a joke, and that. Uh, People were definitely entertained by the fact that two Adam Goldbergs didn't like each other in and were this going corner. at each other. <laughs> yeah. And then it's gone up. I oh wish it would be great if my name was George Clooney because then I would get it. It's like, yeah, you're George Clooney. Like, it's confusing that you have a show called The Cloonies, but right. I don't think. I don't know. I, it never occurred to me that people would confuse me for the there other. There are Adam many Goldberg.
2: other Chris Hardwicks in the world. <laughs> yeah. I've
1: I've met I've met one of them. He is a champion Rubik's Cube solver. You should do a Chris Hardwick like convention where everyone goes with your name and you just kind of meet everybody and I assume you're the superior one. That must make you feel good.
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean the Rubik's Cube 10 guy. 10 years ago I didn't have great SEO. <laughs> now if you google Chris Hardwick all me in the first page. My uh, my friend, uh, that was comedian named Jennifer McLean, and she did a she did a show called. I think it was something along the lines with. My name is Jennifer McLean. I don't know if that was the name of it, but that was the premise is that she was drive around the country and meet other Jennifer McLeans. Right.
1: Yeah. It a, it's a cool idea. idea. Yeah. There's a ton of Adam Goldbergs in the business. So what, you know, it's just a, such a common name. It's almost like our name is the, like the Jewish John Smith. <laughs> so Adam, like the first person and yep. Goldberg. So I don't know. I think the whole thing's ridiculous. It's hilarious Change to your me. First name I, to I guess, I don't know. Maybe he t- took it more seriously than I did, but I think it's hilarious. That's well, I,
2: well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like uh, the, the Goldberg hatchet has been buried. Yeah, I, I
1: guess so. It, 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 look, if 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 the tweets come start start up again, I, I what you I, do? I look forward to to tweeting at him hard again. All right, it's, you haven't learned uh, your lesson. It was exciting. I don't know. know. I don't get there's a lot no of hugs at the end of
0: this episode.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just
2: uh, I I'm I am so excited to know that you and I have. Exactly the same – all the same reference points. We do. It's, <laughs> a, it's a great thing. It is a great yeah. thing because it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's just a it, – there's a subtle form of communication that's involved with it where we all, we all speak a language that's of the time that, For we, sure. that we grew up and we all understand. And you could call out something and I could give you the other half of the quote and
1: we would For sure. have that communication. The, the most disappointing thing I've discovered is um, we have a lot of Teen Wolf references on the show. And a lot of our young viewers are calling oh. me out that Teen Wolf did not exist in the '80s because it's an MTV show. It is a very oh. popular. It's a great oh. MTV show. They don't know about they the don't Scott know. Howard
2: surfing on they, the top of a uh, van. They
1: don't know. They they know. They think Styles is a is a hip uh, the coolest kid in school from um, and he's wow. seventeen year old seventeen years a, old. That
2: was a strange reboot. I mean, it would never occur to me to like. Let's take a weird comedy from yeah. the '80s and yeah. but and make it for serious.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's. I was so. I actually like that idea that it's so different than what you would imagine. But why even do it? Like the IP means nothing to anyone who's young. Clearly, they right. don't know it. So, like, why for why what purpose? Just, yeah, why not just make just it call another? It Wol- yeah. yeah, Wolf Wolf Days. Wolf, wolf Days. <laughs> wolf days. <laughs>
0: Wolf. guys, let's do a gritty day, wolfy. Day. <laughs> let's do a gritty TV reboot of Police Academy. <laughs> yeah,
1: that would be great. That's so an hour long like training procedural. day. Yeah, sure. And it's I guess it's tough when you have a guy doing sound effects to make that gritty. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, well, I get you know, High Tower. I get that could be gritty. No, it's a Big guy. Dude. He
0: got he got in the line of duty. He yeah. got hit in the throat. Yes, with a straight bullet. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, now he has to communicate with his phone with, effects, with all, which sound, is all effects. sound effects, and, you know. and
2: if you laugh at him, you're insensitive, right? Yep. So they've the totally... Blue Oyster, the Dark
1: gritty Bar. I still the remember street. the song. Yeah, da, da,
0: da, da, da,
2: da. yeah,
1: sure. That's uh, yeah, that's one of those. I'm I'm sure that's that reboot is coming our way. Oh yeah,
0: I, it has got to it's be. be. I don't know. Even, even if the Goots takes over, maybe he becomes the yeah. head of the police academy. Sure.
2: I I I love the idea of villainizing the hero, like villainizing the protagonist. Yeah, like I lo- I love that idea of that happening. I think. Though in reality, I would be kind of bummed if it didn't. Like, oh no, <laughs> no, not either. Mahoney. No, I
0: imagine Mahoney is the guy with the goldfish. Now he's the. You think? Oh, so? Yeah? Like Lassard. He's the head of
2: the police academy. And then so so Commandant Lassard, and he then thinks then that someone else is Proctor. You're other. talking about Proctor. Proctor. <laughs> Wait, right? no, no,
1: Lassard Proctor. had the goldfish. Oh no, Lassard. Proctor's, okay, right. I thought you were talking about the bad guy. Proctor's the bad guy. Yes, yes, yes. Gutenberg.
0: I feel like is Commandant Lassard. Lassard, right? With yeah. the, then
1: he's he kind of lost. You're talking about the dad from Punky Brewster. Yeah, let's yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Punky Bruce who uh, was okay. fucking great in Tootsie by the way. Yeah. Oh, punk-y. He was so funny. Punk-y. I love you, Punky. A- anyone from who's from the 80s can do their, their Punky. <laughs> Henry Warnhamont. <laughs> that's such
2: a great scene where he gets the prostitute to blow Lassard and Lassard's trying to give that speech while he's getting blown yeah. like getting a blow job. Yeah. It's such great comedy
1: acting. And by the way, one thing to talk about from the 80s is like your parents taking you to these like kids movies. Yeah. Like I saw Police Academy 1. Like I think it was rated R. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, you were always seeing tits when you were a kid. Yeah, it was, it Constant. was crazy like Constant. or or going to see um uh you know God, any? I'm trying to think. I, I remember my brother went and saw Young Frankenstein. Yeah, with uh, with my mom and like screamed out and like during the sex scene, like what's going on? <laughs> just any of those, or going <laughs> to not even much of a sex? Yeah, scene Yeah, I know. In there. Or go, going to risky business, like you know, it just there was no R rating on for most of these movies. So or just. I my uh, well, they got I away a lot think. more because it was before PG thirteen. Yeah, no PG thirteen. Yeah. So and your kids' movies like like Goonies, I can't show to my son. They say shit like nine times in the first five minutes. Right. Oh, and I it's mean,
2: scary. If you watch the original Bad News Bears, yeah, I mean it's oh it's super, race, super, super it's like, racist. a <laughs> racist joke. It's like <laughs> you you
1: know, dropping N bombs. They're like this, they go this, for this it. This
2: adult and then he's like drunk, and the yeah. kids are
1: drinking and yeah. smoke and Kelly's smoking all. Yeah, the time. they celebrate and they're drinking beer. It's <laughs> yeah. nuts. And celebrated actor Jackie Earl Haley, uh huh, for sure. And that's one of those things when they were doing that reboot, like uh, probably ten years ago now, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're like, it's going to be like the edgy version of. I'm like, you can't get any edgier than that. They movie. made the edgy version. <laughs> they made the edgy version. It's, you're there's, not gonna. There's no bad Santa version of that. <laughs> that's what that was.
2: If they make that worse, there's going to be full
1: <laughs> penetration, sure. and someone's going to get shot in the face. Sure. But that was a kids movie. That was a that was like the 80s kids movie. And again, like. Um, uh, Indiana Jones just like mm-hmm. ripping a heart out. And can you? Ima- I can't imagine showing that to my seven-year-old. He would never sleep again. Yeah, well, even Jaws is PG and yeah, gets fucking torn apart. Yeah, yeah, because our generation wasn't <laughs> pussies. <laughs> huh? watch this. Sit down and shut up. Yeah, when my seven-year-old gets ups- uh, scared at uh, Sophia the First. On ah. at Disney Junior by the trolls, I'm like, you have no idea. You don't even know. At your age, at seven, I saw Aliens and I threw up in the theater. Uh,
2: fucking Gremlins, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Gremlins yeah, is yeah, yeah.
2: terrifying. Oh, yeah. for sure. If you're well, that's why I
0: slept with the light on until I was like. 12 because of gremlins yeah i was like well if i sleep have a light on then yeah sure mugwise won't change <laughs> that makes total sense yeah,
1: just... <laughs> so you're a little too old 12 year old 12 is a little too old well, but it started
0: <laughs> when i was like six yeah and it continued just became a and, and that second
1: like... movie didn't change your opinion because they were oh, more, goofy, so more
0: goofy more goofy more fun loving well it made me not want the mess <laughs> gremlins 2 the new batch yep such a great idea. There's now a gremlin slot machine you can all play. It's, is that uh, true? Yeah, in Vegas.
1: Um, they're, again, they're doing that reboot. That's the, all the weird thing about my show is like anything we reference exists today in a big form.
0: That's, yeah, that's fine. It's yeah. really
1: weird. Like, um, you know, the, I think the one thing that we didn't, well, I was like, oh, Poltergeist. We did a Poltergeist episode. And I'm like, oh, no one knows Poltergeist. Anyone under, anyone probably 20 or and below. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, wait. It's in the theater. I didn't realize that. Like any title they're doing. So it's all completely cyclical. I think it's just because, I don't know, maybe the people making the decisions are like us. They're adults now. And they're like, I want to see, you know, I I don't want this script. I want Poltergeist just because I like that movie growing up. Right, so maybe the people making the decisions. Maybe that's
0: it. Maybe that's why in the 90s, early 90s, there was all those, the Beverly Hillbillies movie, the Brady yeah. Bunch movie, the Gilligan's Island yeah. they want to do a reboot of.
2: You know, it was, the, it was the, actually, it was the Brady Bunch movie that started all, that started a lot of that it was, shit. Yeah, right. but
0: I mean, it was even, like, Adam Stanley came out, like, three years before that. But, uh,
1: that's... Stage show happening? Because I, but I think Adam...
2: Real Life Brady Bunch was that, on tour. Been, but I
1: think, like, I think, because I think Barry Sonfeld had
2: Real life Brady Bunch. I remember. I remember seeing it in. Uh, no, yeah, I think so maybe, maybe you're like right. Same time, but uh, but the Adams family, the Adams family didn't make fun of guys. My the original family. point is that <laughs> no, we're gonna <laughs> no, no, solve no, no, this, Matt.
1: It. I want to watch this.
2: Go. <laughs> <laughs> but the Brady Bunch movie made fun of all the subtext of the Brady Bunch characters, yeah, yeah. like because of the stage play. Real life Brady Bunch. They didn't do that with the Addams they family. They just they
1: would juxtapose people and sort of here's the '90s version versus the crazy Adams family.
2: I guess so, but I,
0: I still I still think... That holds Bones, up, by the way. Adam's
2: Family holds up. <laughs> Adam's Family Values, I think, is better
0: than it Adam's Family. It is way better. I agree. I agree. Uh, once
1: again, Peter McNichol. Yeah, there, there he is. The it all Lynch comes pin. back to Peter McNichol. He's it really the does.
0: Bin. Get him in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love him on the show.
2: <laughs> We're going to start pitching you stuff. Like, what, yeah. about this?
1: Uh, we, what about this? We've talked about it in the room. It's like you... That That's why I think the 80s thing, I don't think, will ever run out. Just because I... Like the deep pulls, like I was like, what about a short time thing? I said in the room once, and that was one where everyone's like, no, nobody <laughs> knows that. No, no, no. Who I'm is
2: like- our Dabney Coleman now? Who is who is America's Dabney Coleman
1: now? I honestly can't think of who is America's Dabney Coleman. What does that mean? Is that just a guy that's in a lot that you're like, like he's just a because he was. I, it's, I think it's post every Brad Cranston.
2: And every man with a mustache, maybe? You know what? Cranston in short time would be fucking phenomenal. It would be great. Mm-hmm. That it is a great, great yeah. idea. It's a great idea. Because he's got the comedy. Yeah. He's got the it's comedy to do it. it. Yeah. Okay. That would be
1: a fucking sure. great idea. It would be great. You're welcome. Yeah. America. <laughs> the America, what, like of all the br- things Brian Cranston does, he's like, short time. short time. He can do anything he wants in the business now. Anything he wants will get made, and he's like, short time. Yeah, for a long that, time, I've been wanting to reboot a Dabney <laughs> Coleman project. <laughs> uh, but I heard the horse uh, was a real pain in the ass to work with, so we should do short time. So he's
0: rebooting Beverly Hillbillies movie where he played Dabney uh, Coleman. Yeah, he's played, rebooting
2: uh, Beverly Hillbillies movie just to play the Dabney <laughs> Coleman, <laughs> Coleman <laughs> character. Man. Oh, uh, that Mr. Drysdale, he's the. Best. I'm actually, yeah, 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 or, or nine to five. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, there's some good Dabney. Ones we've for sure. we've solved a lot of things here today, <laughs> Mr. Goldberg. And is
1: uh, this the most random? Like, no. Okay, good. It's good to know. No. The most sprawling. Mm-mm. Okay. I think with a guest, maybe.
2: No, we've, we've, we've covered some weird – in 750 episodes, we've covered some – But I
0: feel like we ping-ponged around
2: we quite did. a bit here. We
0: did. There do, you was... know, do you know who else we had an episode like this? It was was Chris Jericho. Sure.
2: Jericho is all – like he is in this reference bank. Oh, wow. 110%. It, like all the shit that you talked about, he would, he would be able to add information to all of that. He is like pop culture junkie from, from, our, from exactly who what knew? we exactly Everything we were just talking about. I love that yeah that guy's awesome he is awesome yeah he'd, you, he'd be a great guest on your show at some point because he's if you cover like wrestling because he right fucking now. knows all of this stuff
1: I love it he knows short time he'd be here with us he,
2: he would know short time yeah. as a matter of fact He's the kind of guy that would tell you if I just said short time Debbie Coleman, he'd start naming co-stars from short time too. Like he's that, he's that deep. I love it? it. Yeah.
1: I love it. Uh so the the Goldbergs, uh you're going back into production or you're back? We're we're now? back. We're ch- shooting week 2 this week is our we're doing like a Millie Vanilli thing which is really fun. <laughs> um and uh yeah, week week 2 of many. Week 2 of many and um I uh all I'm shooting for is same as the last two years. No, I'm not trying to change it up too much. All right. And yeah. what's the time slot? Time slot is 8:30 on Wednesday mm-hmm. after the middle before Modern Family. Great. It's a whole night of family comedies and Boom. Blackish at the end at, at nine thirty. All right. So they've they've locked it in ABC. They you got know what they're Neil doing. Your
0: Neil Flynn, then you got your Jeff Garland. and then you then got, you got uh, Ed O'Neill, and then sure. you can roll over into an Anthony Anderson. Yeah. you have yourself a good
1: dad. That's night. it. There's your whole dad. The night. greatest thing <laughs> is they didn't like it, I, We were so shocked. ABC just kept it the same as last year, which is amazing. That's I think very it's rare. like it's so rare that it's. I think it's great that they're like, oh, there's these four shows and they're staying put. So hopefully more and more people will come to these shows. We, I think Modern Family really needs the ratings. They really need the help. So hopefully, <laughs> you know fingers what? crossed. Someone this... should get them an Emmy. Yeah, this could be their year. I'm thinking this could be Modern Family's year. I you know. It's all, uh, the show's all Someone about the Someone should get lead Chris in. Lloyd <laughs> yeah. another
0: Emmy. It's,
2: it's the lead-in lead that matters. There's, a, there's another Chris Lloyd there. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they ever had that. I wonder if there the was Chris ever Lloyd. a Chris Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Probably not. I, I oh, I wish that would be amazing. Christopher
2: Lloyd does not use Twitter.
1: Yes, so I don't yeah. think and it's also were... Chris Lloyd. No, they're both Christopher yeah, Lloyd, both right? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Well, there you go. You just call him Chris because he's in the business. You know? There you go. You should, I you should
2: call Chris Lloyd and go. How did you deal with it?
1: I think we all know who the superior Christopher Lloyd is, by the way. What? I'm not going to say it, but we all know. <laughs> I, well, a in time, I might. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, Doc As Brown. As the Fraser fan that I am, I don't know if I can agree <laughs> okay. with this. Yeah, Doc Brown. I would, I, know, I would but I would love to be in a room with either. Let's put it yeah. that way. Those are those are too awesome. They, Doc they, Brown. I get A's that Twitter A's war. That's a Twitter out. war. I get. It's hard to debate who the who the spirit one is there.
2: But he was also in the Adams Family movies.
1: You're just doing this because you know his face. Camp Nowhere. Camp
0: Nowhere's <laughs>
1: great. <laughs> I like that. The, <laughs> yeah, Camp Nowhere. The Dennis
0: the Menace movie, which came out at the same time as those other bullshit remake movies. Because sure. those kids were as old as the people who are making decisions now are, which yeah. is why we're seeing reboots of all the 80s stuff. Yes. Which was my original point before we went on the diatribe of Barry Sonic. By the way, Money there's been working.
1: some great 80s reboots. So... I, I always welcome those things. Yeah. It's helpful for me. In the yeah, television but for every show. great one, you get 50 Robocops. For sure. For <laughs> sure. For sure.
0: I'm actually surprised. It wasn't that. great.
1: No. <laughs> but but Michael Keaton was, was fantastic in it. Oh. Doing it in oh, you can't. Oh, you can't ah. do that. It's not allowed. That was crazy. I, know, I don't know when we have to end, so just <laughs> cut it off at any point. But that was crazy last TV season. Every television show was some reboot of a movie. I'd never seen that. It was bonkers. That oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, was pretty weird. It was like crazy last year. everything, even like from real genius to some of them got on the air early. You know, we got Rush Hour, and you know they tried Beverly Hills Cop, and yeah. they were doing, they were trying everything. I want to see that. Crazy. I want to see that pilot. They did Beverly pilot. Hills
0: Cop. Yeah, Barry yeah. Sonnenfeld directed it with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's in it. Chris po- uh, Kevin Pollak's in it, and
2: uh, um, the they must have been like, "Well, how is this not going to?" And Judge up? Reinhold was in it.
1: No, yes. That was crazy. How did they not pick that up? Again, the pilot must have been unwatchable. It's the only reason. You have Eddie Murphy. And you have Barry Sonnenfeld and, like, Judge Reinhold. God oh. damn it. I think.
2: Maybe it was done from a point of view without having seen it, of course. Maybe it was done from the point of view of like, oh, it's Beverly Hills Cop. People are already familiar with. It, no, it so. was
1: like his son. It was. It wasn't yeah. even about them. It was yeah, like yeah. his son. It was the son. The classic oh. son version of oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Brandon T. Jackson. Maybe yeah. you I'm just, you imagining.
2: Just can't, I mean, like.
1: I gotta get, I'll get a hold of that script. All right. I'll read that. Get a hold. All right, Adam. Thank All you right. for being here. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. Have your me back anytime. Please. I can. I had a great time. Thanks, guys.